Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us today on Business Ninjas. We're excited to have you on the show. We appreciate your time and stopping by. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited uh, to get into it. Right on. All right, well, let's let's knock out the basics first. Why don't you uh, let everybody know your full name, uh, your role in the company, you know, the name of the company, the website. Yep, so my name is James Bevins. Uh, I go by Ritzy in uh, kind of the world of gaming, which is um, the industry that I work in. I work for a company called Efuse, and I'm our director of social currently. So um, we'll get into that a little bit further, I'm, I'm sure, soon. But All that's right. kind of the high-level overview. Cool. And uh, what's the the company headquarters? Where are you guys based? Uh, so the headquarters is here in Columbus, Ohio, which is where I live. Uh, we have a decent amount of employees that live here in Columbus, but overall we're pretty remote based. We do have employees from kind of all across the globe. Nice. Right on. All right. And maybe you can give us a little bit of background around what your kind of career arc has been to bring you to the present opportunity. Yeah, so uh, the, the end result, you know, I ended up here in the esports industry, but it started way back on, you know, early as a, a child, I got into gaming. I was very competitive with traditional sports and, and that translated over to gaming, um, mainly Call of Duty. Uh, so I had the original dream of, of wanting to be a pro player. Soon realized I wasn't that good, but uh, I kind of continued down that path of esports and gaming. Um, it wasn't until high school I became more interested in the business side, kind of tr trying to think of what I want to do in college. So that's where I, I uh, merged the two, and I started my own gaming org at 16 years old. Um, oh. I didn't have any money or anything, so you know I, I wouldn't really call it anything official. But at the time, I was able to get us a few sponsors, and I just started to learn the ropes of actually, you know, what it takes to start a business, what it takes to run social and build community, and content strategy, partnerships, basically all of that goes into uh, creating a, an organization in this space. So that was my first little taste of that. Um, fast forward a couple years, I'm in Ohio State. Uh, so going to Ohio State Fisher College of Business, got my bachelor's in business administration with a specialization in marketing. And basically while I was going to Ohio State, I was just looking for any opportunity to get an actual job in the industry, um, not just me kind of trying to start something uh, very hard to start and work without a lot of upfront money. So um, that was not a realistic long-term goal. And that eventually led me to a few different things. I joined Ohio State's esports club at the time. Now they have an official program, um, but I was uh, their social media manager for the esports club. And then I also joined CSL or the Collegiate Star League uh, as a student gaming ambassador basically representing them on Ohio State's campus, and I would help with uh, integrations between their collegiate gaming leagues and our uh, on-campus activities. Wow. Yeah. So oh, that's, a, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I was kind of just trying to get any esports experience uh, that I could at the time. So these were all like, you know, it, it didn't take a tremendous amount of my time, maybe 10 hours a week while I was going to college. Um, but eventually through these smaller opportunities here and there, I got a random LinkedIn message from Matthew Benson, who is the the current EFU CEO. Um, and he just, he kind of saw that I was involved at Ohio State and he said he had an idea for a, a gaming company that 
He was just now starting to build out at that time. This was 2019. Okay. Um, and from that LinkedIn DM, uh, I eventually met him in person and got my foot in the door as an unpaid intern at, at eFuse. And then since then, I've uh, kind of worked my way up to where I am now. That's wild. All right. And maybe uh, let everybody know sort of the business model around eFuse for those that are maybe not so informed about eSports. Yeah. So um, eFuse, I, I think of it as a, a tech company servicing the eSports and gaming industry because we have a few products underneath uh, what I call like the eFuse umbrella. So we're, we're more of like an ecosystem of products and our products serve different niches within the esports and gaming industry. So as an example, we have um, a product called the Arena, and that's basically the software that um, you, you can run a league or an event in the gaming industry from start to finish through the software. So this is what we use to run our collegiate leagues and also uh, when we partner with brands for events. So. That's kind of one avenue. Um, there's another avenue, esports.gg. That's our website. It's you know esports and gaming news. We try to highlight all the notable stories and results from tournaments and um, you know creators signing with organizations and things like that. Um, and then we have our our kind of third main product called Sidekick, which is really a tool for streamers. Um, it allows them to do things like replay clips on stream and integrate with brands and directly send the results from their sponsored stream to those brands. Oh, wow. So it, it's a little bit hard to explain since there are the different categories, but at the top, we are a tech company that services the gaming industry. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, you know, I'm kind of curious to know what the arc of the company has been. So you were, you know, founded roughly 2019. I'm sure there was an original vision for the company. And then as you started to scale up, it sounds like you built additional services on. So what, what's that journey been like? Uh, yeah, so we, we definitely have gone through some pivots and I was fortunate enough to be the fifth employee. Um, that was in 2019 when I joined late 2019, we launched in January of 2020. And now we are sitting at around 100 employees. Wow. So, yeah, we, we've quickly scaled from you know, five to 100 employees here in just a few years. And um, this is, you know, I'm I was fresh out of college, so this is my first big opportunity. Uh, so I've I've learned a tremendous amount just being a part of a startup and how fast we we've, we've grown. But we were originally uh, really we explained ourselves as the LinkedIn for gamers is mm. what the original platform was built for. And since then, we, we've definitely pivoted to take more of a, um, a multifaceted approach at different problems that we've identified in the industry. So we're building you know, software and automa automation solutions to directly solve those problems. And it's, it's mainly for publishers and brands at this point. So um, very early on, we were more like consumer focused, um, you know, providing um, opportunities and jobs and scholarships to the industry and providing a networking platform for people. Um, but through the years and, and through different pivots that we've uh, made, we now are this ecosystem of products that is a little bit more, a little bit more B2B focused um, than B2C, although there is still some B2C there, which I will probably get into later on. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And then it, it so you launched like right on the edge of the COVID era. So what, what was that experience like? I mean, uh, it, 
all of a sudden everybody is going to be spending more time online anyway. So from that standpoint, your timing's good, but that's also in the middle of like this giant shift in sort of the mindset of most people. So what was that journey like? Yeah, honestly, I mean, net overall, uh, we, we definitely benefited from the COVID era. I know it was very, you know, hard time for a lot of people, but, um, you know, everyone was at home and they turned to video games and, you know, the video game industry certainly grew during that time period. And that just allowed for more eyeballs to be on what we're building since that's kind of the audience that we're servicing. So for us, we, we honestly saw an influx of, uh, brands looking to spend dollars in the industry very early on into COVID, um, since then. And, you know, with the, the current, uh, status of the economy, I know that's shifted a little bit. I think there is still a lot of interest in this industry and, there's certainly a lot of eyeballs in the industry, but I know a lot of brands are cutting back uh, just overall spend. And and especially in this industry itself, esports specifically, there's been a lot of layoffs recently um, endemic to the space. Interesting. Okay. And so, yeah, it sounds like the pendulum swinging around like it is in, in different parts of the tech world. So uh, that's kind of the same trend we see elsewhere. I wonder when you think through, so you've got various different um almost customer personas that you're servicing. So I want, what's the kind of the sweet spot for each of them without kind of going too far into the weeds? Like, um, you know, you've got the, the B2B portions of the B2C portions. What's the ideal look for somebody that you guys engage with? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I would say, so taking a look at the, the industry more broadly, a lot of the a lot of the power to say, I'm not sure if that's the best word to use there, but a lot of the power is kind of in the hands of the publishers of video games. So that's your Activisions, your Epic Games, your Riot Games, Tencent, companies like that, mm -hmm. um, because they are the ones that make the games and that's what that's where all the eyeballs are, right? Like all of these influencers have a lot of pull, but at the end of the day, they're, they're streaming Call of Duty, they're streaming Fortnite, um, so if they want to run a tournament, then they kind of need that that publisher's backing. Uh, so I know one of one of our biggest focuses has been on uh, building that relationship with the publishers, and we do have a working relationship with Epic. Um, we run a series called Women of the Arena, which are these women-only Fortnite tournaments. Um, we actually have one coming up soon. We also run their Collegiate Fortnite League, uh, which has over a thousand students that you know are all playing in colleges across the United States. They're playing wow. this collegiate Fortnite league, and and we're wow. the group that's running you know the tournament behind the scenes through our platform. Um, so that I'd say that's our our biggest opportunity uh, since that starts at the top. And if we're in you know good with the publishers, then um, that really helps us work with them to build out what the future of, you know, esports competition and, and tournaments and leagues could look like. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. And what, um, what are you doing now to kind of let folks know that you're out there? I'm sure you've got outreach programs across the various constituencies that you're trying to, to reach. So what's that look like? And is that, you know, I'm guessing it's predominantly through social media. So where are you active? Which channels are you guys available in? Yeah, so um, the the social piece is is a little bit interesting as well. Uh, so 
as I mentioned, you know, working with publishers, the end goal is trying to host these big tournaments and events. That's kind of our, our bread and butter. Um, we not only do it from a marketing standpoint, uh, we bring all of the content, creative, social, we do all the promotion for these events and tournaments, but it also runs through our technology. Yeah, so um, that's where I was going with my, my point of the events is we, we predominantly use our social channels to promote the events and leagues that we do put on. And like I mentioned, those are almost always in partnership with either a publisher or a brand, sometimes an influencer. Um, but the more we promote the events and leagues that we run, the more impressions that we can drive, the more uh, media value we can provide to potential partners. So that's what a lot of our social promotion looks like. It's, it's not so much um, geared towards publishers because, you know, there's only so many decision makers within the those teams. Um, it's more geared towards just the, the gaming audience, people that want to see their favorite streamers compete in these tournaments, people that want to compete in these tournaments themselves. So um, that's, that's what a lot of our social outreach is. Uh, a lot of our relationship building with the publishers is more behind the scenes through our relationships and our partnerships team. We do put a little bit of a focus uh, on that through our LinkedIn. I'd say that's the one platform that has a little bit more of a focus on reaching those publishers because we will you know, highlight stats like how many collegiate students play in our leagues or uh, how many impressions we drove through a certain activation with an influencer or how many, what the result was of a, a, an event activation with a, a brand that enters into the space, things like that. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming by and, and letting us know what you've been up to in the last couple of years as you've grown the company. We're going to look forward to seeing where you take things in 2023. And I'm, I'm sure it's going to be just as exciting as it's been up until now. So thanks. Thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. Of course, I appreciate you taking the time to run me through some questions. I always love getting to chat about ethos. Right on. All right. Thank you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.